Welcome, everybody, to me, myself, and I'm so fucking excited for this episode. I've been planning this for a minute. My guest and I have been planning this for a minute, but we just can't help that. We are just internationally booked and blessed divas we are. So it is my pleasure to introduce to the show my entertainer of the year, ah. Dev Del. Hi. <laughs> Thank you, finally, for coming. And like, I'm glad this all worked out perfectly. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I feel like we always have a good time whenever we're like geeking at a club or whatever. And you know, there's a lot of really entertaining performers and people out there, but you are that. And you're also just cool as fuck to hang out with backstage or like whenever I run into you in you public. Think? Absolutely. I don't know. I try. I'm like, just like a sweet, fun girl. Just, you know, not like the other girls. You know, just fun. I'm really into fun girls. Because we, I feel like we are fun girls. We are though. fun girls. When we go out, we look cute and we have fun. <laughs> we do. I mean, for me, I think I'm a very fun girl. Like, I could kind of be like a grandmother at sometimes, but now I just realize I'm like, okay, well, maybe I am just like super freaky grandma because I'm both. Super freaky grandma. Yeah, home I'm grandmother. But like when I'm out, I'm out. Do you cook? I can, but I don't a lot. Like I try to make that a thing. Like, yeah, I cook. Or like when I'm talking to a guy I'm interested in, he's like, so what do you like cooking? I'm like, oh, you know, some Egyptian shit or whatever, which like if it gets to that point, then sure. But like I'm giving it up. I'm not a cook. I'll learn one day. Mm. I mean, I know how to, but like it's not my claim to fame. There are plenty of other foods I could offer a date that's not in the kitchen. Ooh. Ooh. It could end up in the kitchen, but what about you? I'm really good at ordering Uber Eats, yeah. Fine cuisine. I can order you the best meal. I mean, that just makes you a cuisine curator. You know? So I think that's very important. I, I like that. Cuisine curator. Yeah, I just made it up. <laughs> now but like nothing is a better feeling though when you're coming back from like a gig and the one place that like you hope is still open is delivering and you're just like oh, yes let me order on my way home it's gonna be there like right after the club and yeah i'm a oh. bodega girl so same i like to just there's like three different bodegas near my apartment mm -hmm. i'm like chopped cheese chicken caesar wrap fries not both one or the other i'm not getting a wrap and a chopped cheese that's ludicrous you see what i will do sometimes if i'm being a lady that likes to, pre to prepare for the future i'll get both and then i'll have one for tonight and then one tomorrow for lunch and i'll just save it mm. i mean that's if the funds are right that night I'm trust like, me mm. it's always soggy the next day like i can just walk over to the bodega okay good point you know well some things are kind of good once they have a little moment to like a kind of sit. Simmer. Yeah, exactly. Get to know the fridge quite well. And then by 12 the next day. I'm not. You can ask my roommate if I put food in the fridge, it's never being eaten. That's Joe Giuseppe. That's literally <laughs> him. He'll just be like, yeah, we'll just like take this home and I'll save it for later. It either ends up being mine, mm -hmm. the dogs, or the garbage. Okay. Like The dog? Yeah, girl. And they had a dog? I mean, it's not... Not it, excuse me. He's not mine. He's Joe's dog, but I've now become the godmother slash single auntie to the oh. dog. I know. I want a cat. You a cat person? I'm an animal person, but like I'm too busy to have anything living. I can barely take care of myself at this point. But my dream is to have a sphinx cat. So like bald cat. I want a gray one with green eyes. That has like an attitude problem and only likes me. I like that. Some people are like, oh, I love your cat. It's like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But then we'll like come up to you and just kind of like, mm hmm. What would you name it? Oh, God. Why didn't I see that question coming? Um, maybe like, Purr. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? That would kind of be funny. Be like, I love your cat. What's its name? Purr. Purr. No, what's its name? Not what sound does it make? What's its name? Purr. Purr. Girl, I told you. Purr. Going to the vet, just be like, yeah, checking in for purr. That's kind. Isn't that? <laughs> isn't that? Now I got to get a cat. <sighs> She's not going to make it. No, I was watching Two Dogs for two weeks and like they made it. I'm very proud of the work I've done, but I'm like, that was enough. Like a life in your hands? No. Crazy. Do you want kids? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Like there is 
the domestic lady living inside of me that is just like waiting for that moment. But I used to think that was going to come much earlier in my life. It's going to come way later, like middle to late 30s, 40s, perhaps. Because I'm trying to be a mogul at the moment and I don't want to be a mogul. You are a mogul. I am a mogul. And I want to stay that for a minute <laughs> until I become a mommy. Then, sure, once that happens, great. Y'all could have my career. My company is being sold. I'm going to be in the countryside of England with my rich and really sexy husband, Oof. with my kids. Ugh, isn't that the job? But you can have the job, too. Look at Rihanna. I you know. The it. career, the baby. Yeah, I'll still be overseeing things. Oof. But I'll just be. You're going to pull back. Yeah. You know, just oversee the business. I'll just be traveling and then I'll just be really mysterious and just live in my little bubble. Kind of like Tina Turner. She just lives in Switzerland. It is now with her rich French husband and is just like chilling. I mean, not now. But. <laughs> I don't want children. I hate yeah. children. I think children are like unnecessary in this day and age. They make a mess. They're in the way. They're yep. like running all over the place. Not for me, but I love other people's kids. Same. That's kind of like me with other people's pets because, like, <laughs> once they start like needing things, like feeding time or to go to the bathroom, I'm just like, here you go. There you go. There it is. Like, Thanks for your no, service. No, thank you. I'm good. I keep on forgetting that kids turn like kids are people and they turn into adults. Like, I think a child is like a rental whenever I see them. Like, I think that kid just like stays there for a minute, lasts like six months, and then it just like disappears. But like, imagine if your kid is like. Jeffrey Dahmer. That's like my fear. Chop. Like, what am I <laughs> going to do? Like, it's like, girl, who taught you this? Like, ew. I would be such a bad parent. Like, say if my kid, I mean, God forbid, like, <laughs> my kid ever grows up to do some fuck shit like that. I would, I would not even show up to court that day. And they would just be like, yeah, the defendant's parent, Joseph Jabal, is missing. You'd get a call from me and I'd just be like, yeah, I'm not supporting that person. Oof. I'd just be like, well, good luck to her. Dark. I would not. Dark. I mean, like, if you're doing some crazy shit like that, I'm okay. Please do not tarnish my name that I've worked so hard for. Oh, my God. Diva. She said, fuck them kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you fuck with me, fuck them kids. Absolutely. Not your own kids. That's why you just don't have them. Once you have them, you got to, like, rally, you know, support them. Mm -mm. I'll be the first to snitch on them. Do not... Keep me in that. Because then my brand and my life will stay clean and all that. And I'll just be like, yeah, poor whatever just went down the wrong path. I mean, I granted, it'll probably be like much more sad in real life. <laughs> You're like, mm, my child kills people. Anyway. Not my child no more. <gasps> wow. Is that evil? I don't think I don't is. know. Just like disowning kids. It always feels a little icky. But I mean, if you're like. A serial killer, I mean, I can understand. Yeah, that would be the only thing, or one of the only things. Like, it has to be something serious for me to disown you. Mm. I, I did not expect this conversation. I was going <laughs> to say, I'm like, wow, here I am with Devdo, one of the guests I've dreamed of talking to, and here we are talking about disowning our serial killer children. Knock on wood. I mean, right. I don't see any wood anywhere. This is what, like, tile? Yeah. Is this even on? <laughs> that would be me reaching out of my shot. That's a I'm reach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Stay in the light. Stay. That's the light. what I'm saying. I'm. This is too tight. I'm not about to be bending over in unflattering ways on camera and bright lights. I've learned a few things after these few episodes. I know all about bending over and unflattering lights. Would you like to expand? Well, you know, just when you're performing on stage. Mm hmm. Or in the bedroom. But I meant on Which stage. one do we want to go to first? I'm like, seems like you're excited to talk about both because I do want to talk about both. Well, you're the boss. Okay. Me. Work. So first we're going to start professionally. On stage. Because you could be, be a professional okay. both. Exactly. So you, how long have you been performing for? I know you've done dance before. You grew up in Maryland. Oh my gosh, what else do you know? We're Maryland girls, DMV sisters. We know a lot of the same people. We do. It was weird. I was like, wait. Isn't that crazy? Now we came from the same place. No, for real. It makes sense. It Maryland does. girls are interesting. Like, you could kind of just spot out, like, a DMV girl. You They're know? smarter and prettier than everyone else. Very. 
very, and it's a certain type of like, just mm, about him, you know? Honestly, I do. Like, Rika Nasty. Literally, I was gonna say her, Ari Lennox. I remember I met her at work a few months ago, and like, it was my first time meeting her, and I could just tell, I was like, yeah, that's a DC girl. Like, like you could just tell, like, you have that feeling of like, yeah, like we probably sat together in math or something and didn't know what the fuck the, the teacher was saying, but she was like an ally. She was fierce and she was just like, okay, I like this gay kid next to me. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I like her. We She's love like, an ally teacher. Usually the English teacher. Always. That was my favorite. Always the English teacher. I don't remember ever having beef with an English teacher. And that says a lot. I never read, but I never had beef. Yeah, exactly. I didn't do any work, any work in those classes. And I was in all the dumb classes, too. Oh, I was in the really smart classes. Really? Yeah, I'm, like, kind of smart. It's, like, my, like, secret superpower. Really? I mean, not, like, really, but, like... <laughs> said, damn, bitch, I thought you was no, stupid. No, 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 But, like, I consider myself intelligent, just not from an academic light mm. standpoint. I shine much better in different lighting. <laughs> not under academia or whatever it's fucking called but yeah reading reading it's fundamental it, it really fucking is and i can read a bitch can I you can really? read a book and i can read a person absolutely and that's the thing i think both of those are very fucking fundamental if anything i learned more about that in school more the reading the bitch not the reading the book reading a bitch down yeah. Well, I was back to your question about performing. Work. <laughs> I was like, we're going to be on tangent. See, I love day. a tangent. You know, well, I did theater like growing up. Mm-hmm. That was like my for, foray. Foray? Forte. For, no. Is it? For, foray? Foray? Is that the word? That was my entry into foreplay. like. Per- yeah. Oh. Foreplay works too. But yeah. that was my entry <laughs> into like performance. I was like such a theater kid. Mm-hmm. Total gay, like, oh my god, like, gleek everything. Head of the theater department, like, did it all. Absolutely. Um, And they kept being like, you're a really good dancer. You should dance. And I was like, mm, I feel like you're calling me gay. Because I was, like, not at the time. Uh-huh. I was like, why do you want me to go to the... I went to an all-boys school. And they kept being like, you should join the dance program, which is at the girls' school. And I was like, had a lot of internalized homophobia. Mm-hmm. So I was very, like... Ew, no. I'm going to, like, do improv games and, like, which is so gay, too. Literally, But you know how, like, when you're, like, closeted or, like, discovering Mm -hmm. yourself, you're, like, like, that's gay, but that's not gay. Dance was, like, that's too gay for me. Yeah. Come to find out, when I finally joined the dance program, I was really good at it. Went to college at University of Maryland, and then um, I did one semester not in the dance program. Mm-hmm. Joined the program after one semester, got a full scholarship for dance. So yeah. I will be that faggot <laughs> with a full scholarship. For Absolutely. Dance. And then ever since then, I've just like, it's like dance is like my life. And then post-pandemic, mm-hmm. me and Mariah, my sister that I do cover girls oh, with. Yeah. Yep. We always would talk because we always would like go out and stuff and like wigs and makeup and like we would even take like hip hop classes and stuff at mm-hmm. BDC and like wigs and makeup. That's like how we bonded. And um, I would always be like, I kind of want to do drag. Like we kind of do it all anyway. Like we yeah. might as well like get paid for it. And then we finally, after the pandemic, um, we were like, girl, let's just like do it. Let's start a group. Cause you know, like post pandemic, it was giving the world could end any day. Absolutely. Just say yes to everything. And so we did um, Chanel number no. five's competition, mm-hmm. Diva. One, first try. Absolutely. And the rest was history. Now we're both like killing it. Absolutely. That's crazy. Isn't it? I keep on forgetting that you're like a pandemic born (laughs) baby. Yeah, I've been doing drag for probably, I think like under two years. That's crazy. Do you think about how not long it's been at all considering like all your growth? Yeah, I mean, honestly, so, like, the Glam Awards was, like, the thing that I was, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm up for Entertainer of the Year with everyone else on that list, I think, has been doing it at least for four years. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, like, super seasoned, like, veterans in the scene. Um, So there's, like, definitely a lot of imposter syndrome for me. But 
um, that was like the moment that I was like, oh shit, like I think I'm good at this. Because yeah, before that, yeah. I just think everyone's lying. Like I'm like, you're all lying to me. Like yeah. I'm like a diversity hire or like a quota filler for your show or something. You know, like you like mm-hmm. create your own reasoning as to why you're doing so well. Yeah. Um, and then that moment when it's like your peers voted for you, I was like, oh shit. I'm kind of good at this. Mm-hmm. And to have, you have four nominations, but specifically Breakthrough Artist and Entertainer of the Year. Those are major and those describe you perfectly. You, you know, because if I think about like your drag career, especially like in the past year, like Breakthrough Entertainer, you. Entertainer of the Year, you. Because you essentially did both, you know, like you came on the scene only two years ago, broke through and here you are now. So it's just crazy. It is. It is really crazy. And honestly, like, I didn't think that I was, like, worthy of being Entertainer of the Year. Mm -hmm. Like, I I wasn't, like, campaigning for that until Janelle, the current Entertainer of the Year, was like, no, Diva, you need to, like, let people know you want it because you, like, deserve it. And if you don't, like, no one's going to, like, vote for you. But you, like, have the credentials. And so I really owe her a lot um, just for, like, you know, like, being yeah. that vet and that person that, like, kind of supported me and, like, made me, like, see more than myself. Because I was like, oh, like, maybe Breakthrough. Because that's kind of, like, best new artist. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, I'm newer. So, like, maybe, like, Breakthrough Artist. That'll be cute. It's my first time. Um, But she was like, no, Diva. Like, you have it. Like, let the people know you want it. And you will, you could get it. And yeah. so once I got the nomination, I was like, oh, shit. She's right. Mm-hmm. Because you could still be Entertainer of the Year and be a newer performer. Mm-hmm. You know, like how you're saying, Breakthrough Artist of the Year is like essentially, you know, Best New Artist. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of Best New Artists that have won, you know, Artist of the Year, Record of the Year categories, as well as those Typically, Breakthrough categories. Um, white women. <laughs> yep. Which is why I feel like a lot of times, like with these sort of things, like especially I think people of color, like, we, like, don't think that we're, like, mm-hmm. able to even be, like, considered in those ways. Like, I don't, I just didn't think, like, oh, I could be that girl. Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, it's not, like, a lack of confidence. Like, I definitely think I'm, like, an entertainer yeah, of the year, like, status. But when you think of, like, the system and, like, the unspoken rules mm-hmm. and just, like, the history of everything, I was like, girl, I'm not getting that. Yeah, all of it kind of just, like, socializes you into, like, not even considering yeah. that possibility. For you until somebody like Janelle comes along and is like, no, girl, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very nice of her, too, to do that, especially considering that she's been doing this for a minute. And she's a professional, too, because there are some girls or just, you know, people in any industry that they'll be in the presence of somebody sickening and that has even so much more potential, too, to go further and further in their career. But, like, not really want to give them that boost because they could potentially be a risk for them. And I've definitely experienced that. Really? <laughs> I've definitely worked with people that I feel like, how do I say this without? <laughs> I've definitely worked with people who, like, won't put me in the show with the Rue girls or won't mm-hmm. put me, like, they'll put you in, like, the show that, like, no one's going to come to that month if it's, like, a monthly or things like that where I'm like, oh, I would have loved to, like, have done your show with, like, this huge person that I yeah. could get to know and who would probably be impressed by me, but... That's probably why you didn't ask me to be in that one. Which is so whack, and I don't care. I hate people like that. No, I do. The gatekeepers. Yeah, like, if you have to go out of your way to gatekeep somebody else's fierceness just to showcase your own, you're probably not that fierce. And a lot of girls aren't that fierce. Oh. (laughs) And and then it's not—it really genuinely is no shade— we love people that are entertaining, but are also like real, genuine mm-hmm. people too. You know, and I've seen in my industry as well, like there could be somebody that I admire and then I meet them and I'm just like, oh, they're like weird. It. Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Or have you seen that more from like older queens or like more seasoned queens or veteran queens? Or do you still kind of see within our age range of like the gatekeeping and all that? Um, I think it's like there's like a I don't know if there's like one consistent like this type of person is always yeah. like that I do find a lot of times they are white queens 
that are like that. Um, but I think in my experience, because I've also, before I even did drag, I worked in events. So I did like mm-hmm. interact with like celebrities and that sort of thing a lot. Um, and I just, by the time I started doing drag, I got to a point where like if I meet a big queen or like a bigger person in the scene, I just kind of give them nothing. Like I just kind of pay it. Um, and then if they get to know me, they get to know me because I did used to like put myself out there and be like, oh my God, I love you. Uh-huh. And then the girls love to like milk that moment. And, like make you feel small and like embarrass, like put you down a, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like very unfortunate, but I've just learned, I think more so since moving to New York, I've learned like how to interact with people that are have a little more clout i guess and yeah you just can't give them too much which is weird because like for me i'm just better when i'm like being myself and having a natural conversation with somebody so if there's somebody that i admire i'm not gonna fan out but you know i'll let somebody know like yeah i really fuck with the work you're doing so and so and some of these people in our industry and others like they'll take that as if like you're the little fan and they're miss girl and they're just like oh thank you baby and it's just like Okay, girl, if only you knew the rooms and spaces that I've been in and the places that I've produced for, you don't see me showing that off because I don't need to because I know I'm fierce. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's just such a waste of energy Yeah. for me, personally. I have a funny story about that. I'm like, do I say names? What? Do you know the party Everyday People? Yeah. So before I moved to New York, I used to come and visit um, like my friends who lived in New York. Mm-hmm. And I went to Everyday People and this celebrity an athlete's child who's very famous was at the everyday people (laughs) and i was like oh my god like i love you like i've never it was like my first time like in new york like yeah i was doing too much like gave her way too much Uh and i was like oh my god like i love you like completely ignores me and i was like oh okay and then later she's like talk she i use she he all the pronouns very interchangeably so you'll never know who this person is um but later they were like came up not came up to me they were like talking to one of my friends or something and i was like oh hey like i tried to talk to you but i think you didn't hear me like you were on the phone they go darling i'm always on the phone and walked away girl so now i will never talk to that person ever again if i see them it was just so rude like people like that and that was like one of those moments where i was like oh like you can't give these especially d-list celebrities anything that's always what it is like at my former workplace it's always been the like long time legends and people with like 30 plus year careers are the ones that end up being like the sweetest people mm-hmm. and the most down to earth because guess what their great personality got them that far exactly whereas like if it's the nobody with like the current <laughs> number one single you meet them they probably have like 50 people with them you talk to them they have no personality and it's just like like what this is, is what people are buying work exactly no thank you darling i'm always on the phone like do they really think i literally said (laughs) and like hon you couldn't have used those few minutes between us talking to write a better clap back because that's really not fierce no like okay and she's not fierce yeah i don't know i just really like nice people (laughs) and that's why i have you (laughs) on my show like for me like i book people that I want to talk to because I'm really interested in them, their personal lives and like their career, not personal lives in a shady way, but like, you know, who they are and how they got to where they are right now, their career. And also just because like, I really admire them personally in the way like you book your talent too. I like how you book your talent. You book sickening girls, but you also book really just cool people. I always leave your gig staying after talking to people. Same thing with Nikki O. Like Nikki O books the nicest fucking people. Yeah. From what I could read so far. (laughs) <laughs> and I've been to a lot of Nikki O productions. A lot. And everyone there is just like a cool fucking person. I'm like, did she do background checks on these people? Because they're all great. Like, they're a good time. Great yeah. time on stage. Great time off stage. Yeah, I do kind of feel like there's like a renaissance in New York as far as like shows of just mm-hmm. like, I do think a lot of, especially in Brooklyn, we like really try to prioritize good people and like drag kings and like trans performers Lately. and just like really like having a well-rounded cast like in this day and age you like can't have a show of just like three blonde well there are there are but in general you right you can't mm-hmm. have and i'm okay with some of those shows. 
But um, yeah, it's like kind of not okay, I feel like. And so for me personally, when I do shows, yeah. I really try to book like either like more up and coming, like people that are like, right. at least in my scene, they may be in the scene, but like mm-hmm. I don't see them a lot. I think it's like a great opportunity for me to get to know like newer talent. Yeah. Sounds crazy because I still think of myself as new talent. Um, and I just really try to give myself like what I give people what I would have wanted. Exactly. So just like a really warm, chill environment to just like perform. Like drag is not rocket science. It's not that deep. It is not that deep. Look pretty, go on stage, have fun, get off stage, tell people thank you, go home, count your tips. That like is it's really it. way more simple. But I think a lot of people that something I've learned is like a lot of people that do drag, I think. I'm learning are like using it to relive their high school years. I was just about to say that. Yep. To be the cool girl in high school. Some of these people aren't so pretty outside of drag either. So they really, it's just like drag. A lot of the things that are great about drag is also like, I feel like people use it in a negative way Mm -hmm. to be like the cool mean girl or like the fierce like bitch. And I'm like, I'm really myself like with a wig on, with a wig off. It's like the same person. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't think anything is ever that deep. (laughs) No, completely. And I say the same thing too, like whether it be in drag or just the nightlife scene in general, like even in the radio and TV industry that I work in, it's like once somebody gets a drop of attention or clout, which most of the time doesn't even last forever, they really think they're somebody. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, sis, we know you were a loser in high school because guess what? We all were fucking losers in high school. That's how we all got here. With that being said, I'm going to be a productive loser (laughs) and make sure I'm a cool girl now, but a nice girl now. nice girl. You know, like... I was actually pretty cool in high school, but... I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I was, like, very likable. That doesn't surprise (laughs) me. I was just the really funny one, and I was like, I know that means gay, but thanks, girls. Like, you're fabulous. Please. I won Sassy Senior for my senior superlative, and I wasn't even out yet. I was like... That is a slur. That absolutely is. and I would be traumatized. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember they came up to me at the nomination. And I was just like, oh, wow, notice me? And then I saw the name and I was like, Sassy Senior. And I was just like, okay, I'll take it. But a I'll, title's a title. That's exactly what I was about to say. She's won titles before. <laughs> Have they been slurs? Absolutely. But... Yeah, I'm just like, I don't do that whole, like, reliving your high school. I don't want to. Fantasy. And, you know, there's a lot of these, like, spaces, too, in the city, especially their white spaces, too, where they get to where they are. You know, they start at the bottom. They start sneaking into clubs, all that. They do the whole gig, which is fine. Work. And then they get to the top, and then they just completely gatekeep. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what kind of, like, elitist-ass bullshit is this girl? Yeah, and something in drag that's so interesting. When I first started with cover girls, people would be like, like Mariah and I would walk into a green room or a dressing room. Mm -hmm. No one would even look at us. Like, would not make eye contact with us, would not talk. We'd be like, hi. Then we would go and perform. Right. And come back, like, because the audience, they will like you. As long as you're talented, they live for you. It doesn't Uh matter. They hear the audience. They see the reaction. Mm-hmm. Now you're taking pictures with us. Now you're like, oh, mm-hmm. Diva, where are you from? What do you... No, get out of my face. I don't want it because I tried to be nice to you and you were a bitch. And that has happened to me many a times. Honestly, really? to this day, it's still... Isn't that crazy? And that's weird. And maybe I sound biased because I like to consider myself your friend. But like... We are friends. We are. You know, but it's like... I met you backstage at $3 Bill before you even performed. Same thing. You, Mariah, walked into the backstage, and I was just like, hi. And we started talking about our signs and shit like that. And then y'all performed. That was the first time I saw you guys perform, and I was just like, oh, wow. And they're talented. Like, you could be both. I think there's nothing cuntier than being talented and nice. Like, you know what I mean? so fierce. Like, when somebody's, like, a nice girl, and, like, a genuinely nice girl, not, like, you could tell they just get paid to be nice, but, like, they're a really nice girl, and they're fucking sick and fiercening. And sickening. I'm like, fiercening. I was like, that's a woman. That's cute. Copyright. But, like, Rihanna, for example, have you ever heard anything bad about her, personally? Not personally. 
Exactly. But she is who she is. Right. You know? She put Johnny Depp in that. Uh, are we not Ugh. talking about that? Oh, <laughs> God, I forgot all about that mess. How dare she? Besides that. Then she's good. Besides that, yeah. Clean <laughs> slate. Everything before has been amazing. But yeah. it's the idea, you know? I don't know. It's just like, it's just really fucking fierce to me. Like, when I met Patty LaBelle at work, she's fucking Patty LaBelle. Okay. And the kindest person ever. And can sing these girls out still. Into the ground. Into the ground. You went to her house, didn't you? That was her historic, yeah. That was a moment I would never Take forget. Take your shoes off. Oh, I absolutely did. That was the first question I asked when we were on our way to Philly. I was just like, <laughs> first of all, how do I ask Patty LaBelle where's the bathroom? Two, do I pee in her house? And three, where do I put my shoes? And there are some people that did it. I was like, you guys are weird as fuck. Miss LaBelle, I'm keeping my fans right here. <laughs> not even inside the door. They'll be right out. Right outside the door. They're not touching this. My dirty ass is grave. Disgraceful <laughs> shoes. How dare I? Home training. So, And that's what it is. Some people don't <laughs> have it. And I like to see people in nightlife or in any sector of this industry still have that. Mm-hmm. It's so refreshing. Because a lot of people don't. But anyways, besides the point, I know you're involved in the Alley Forney Center yeah. as well. You're the special events manager. I am. That's a sickening title. How'd you get involved in that? How did I? Well, so I used to work. I was the chief creative marketing, chief creative mark, chief creative officer for uh-huh. Fluid, mm-hmm. which was a gender expansive queer like makeup brand. And um, we would work with Alley Forney Center. Like we would donate products to them and like do events that would like fundraise for them. Mm-hmm. And post pandemic. Uh, Fluid like went out of business or was starting to go out of business Mm -hmm. and so I was just like looking for different jobs and like looking at different options or if I just wanted to do drag and yeah I'm a Capricorn so I like to do like a hundred different things like I do not have like a moment to breathe um, which is kind of like my happy place Mm, I don't know if happy is the word but my comfort zone is just being busy Um, so I applied to a job there and then yeah, the rest was history. I love it because I work with all queer people in a queer like company, mm-hmm. um, and it's like my second time do my second job doing that. And I think it's so special and so important. Just like the conversations I have, or like getting to see like a gay man who's like married to his husband and like lives like a normal life, yeah. which is like not necessarily what I want, but like it's just cool to like have that be a part of your everyday life. And then yeah. for me, like. A lot of the clients at AFC, clients are what we call like the, the kids. Right. Um, a lot of them like look like me or like have the same experiences as me or like mm. look like my friends or I know people now who were homeless and like went through like the um, Alley Forney Center's like services. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it like really means a lot to me to be able to like support that. Um, yeah. My first event with them, we raised $530,000. Crazy. Which was like, I was like, oh, I, we're like making a difference. Like, yeah. it was like half a million dollars to literally feed homeless queer children. And so I'm like, and like people in drag will try and tell me like, you're too busy. You do too much. Like, you need to quit that job. And I'm like, you sleep until 3 p.m. I'm like raising money to feed homeless people. Exactly. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. And like gigs, one thing, whatever. But like community, you are never too busy for community, Mm-mm. especially the more bigger your career gets. Like that gives you more power to give back to those people. Yeah. You know, and you're still contributing to your community. Even right now, like you putting shows together, you're just saying like you'll book the people that, you know, you don't really see performing a lot. Like you're still giving back even aside from all the stuff with AFC, mm-hmm. which is very commendable. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just, like, it's, like, my nature. I feel like I've always been like that. I've just always, I'm, like, not someone that can just, like, do things just for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I like to help people or, like, if you're queer, trans, or POC, especially black, like, I will stop what I'm doing to help you. And, like, that is just, like, my priority and, like, what I care about. Mm -hmm. So, like, performing and everything is, like, my passion. But to me, it's, like, Getting more successful um, in performance and in entertainment just gives me more 
one more of a platform to speak about like exactly. the issues that matter like to me like trans rights are like the biggest thing it's like my biggest thing that like I care about mm. um and just the more eyes I have on me the more people the more ears I have on me so it's like my passion serves my other passions yeah exactly and it's like I'm kind of realizing that now. I mean, I've always known it, but now that, you know, with like the show and like my own personal platform, I'm like, oh, I have something going here. And, you know, I plan out my future and what I want for myself. I realize I'm just like, there's more beyond just like what's about ourselves. Yeah. AK community, AK giving back. Like there's just so much out there that's just so much more beyond important than how can I bring my career to the next level? It's like, okay, like career is great. It's always going to be there. But like, what about other people? Yeah. That are just trying to live, that are just trying to get opportunities that the next person is just given effortlessly. Yeah. And when you like look at like the way our world is like set up, mm-hmm. there's a black trans woman does not have the same playing field as everyone else. And so if there's something I can do to like help alleviate that or mm-hmm. help um get them in like a, a scenario that like pushes them forward and pushes like us as a community forward, like why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Um, so that to me is, it's just like the most important thing in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's been your favorite memory so far working with AFC? Uh, I would say it was the, we are family dance-a-thon that we mm-hmm. raised, um, half a million dollars for, um, actually, yes, it was that, but I would also say my favorite experience was our fall ball, which was an event that is actually for like the the kids, the youth, are yeah. we call them clients, but that sounds so weird, like publicly. But yeah. our youth, um, it was like our Halloween party, and that was like the first time I got to interact with everyone. I and, and I was like, "Girl, these are my friends. Like, yeah, they look like me, they act like me. Like, we're the same person." And it's just like to me, it like makes the work so much bigger. And like once you have a face, um, put a face to like the cause, mm-hmm. you realize like these are just. These are people who, like, literally were kicked out of their homes for being gay, for being trans, for being queer. And it's like, that could have been me. You know what I mean? Like, it gives Mm -hmm. me chills. It's like, I was just lucky to either not share it until I was, like, had my own autonomy or, and, because I don't think my my parents wouldn't have kicked me out, but... Like, I'm just, like, lucky to have the parents I have Mm -hmm. that, like, gave me that situation. But, like, learning all of these people's stories of just... Literally, it's, like, so sad the way, like, like, some of these kids are treated and discarded and, like, thrown on the streets and, like, the statistics of, like, what they have to go through being mm-hmm. on the streets and the ways they have to, the things they have to do to survive. It's, like, we all should be, like, helping. Absolutely. People. Like, it's it's actually disgusting yeah. the way that we, like, discard homeless queer youth and homeless displaced people in general, like beyond queerness, um, especially in New York, like in the city. Especially here. Yeah. And then in the winter, like when you just like add all these layers. You think about it, yeah. Yeah, and it's like a deep, deep, they're like, we're like digging a ditch that's like deeper and deeper and like Mm -hmm. harder for people to get out of. So like to me, AFC, like I could get on RuPaul's Drag Race tomorrow and become like the most famous person in the world. I would like, I've, decided I will be working with AFC like forever because I care yeah. about the cause and care about what they do and you know I may not be at a desk nine to five Eight. helping them in the future right but um I like that's just like a cause that's so important to me yeah it's really like it's cool to know that we're kind of like the first generation of queer people that are collectively really coming together in a way that like past generations haven't had the luxury to mm-hmm. to be able to give back so then future generations hopefully could be set up like future generations of queer kids you know yeah like as time goes on and as hopefully comfortable society gets with queer people even though it still isn't it's never going to be perfect unfortunately like i'm glad that we have these communities like the brooklyn drag scene the new york drag scene in general each city having its own kind of like queer scene and queer circuit or organizations like valley 40 center to just kind of come together and make that change instead of just waiting for it to happen or just watching it just happen and watching people's lives just get affected yeah. time after time. Yeah, and I think it's so important to also acknowledge, like, the ancestors who are the reason mm. we can do that. Absolutely. Like, Ali Forney um, was, like, a gender nonconforming 
activist mm-hmm. who also went by the name Luscious yep. and was a drag queen. Um, and so for me, like, and like Marsha P. Johnson, yep. a fierce trans activist who was also a drag queen, like to me, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm just following in the footsteps that were like laid out ahead yeah. of me to be like a pillar of the community and be like sickening and artistic and talented, but also like care about something and like fight and support like, mm-hmm. my own community. And I'm just really grateful that we do have like these ancestors who unfortunately were I think in almost every case were like murdered prematurely yeah. at very young ages. Um, but like the work they did is like AFC is on their 20th anniversary. Crazy. So it's like the work they're doing is impacting so many people. And it's all because of this one person who like really put themselves out there mm-hmm. at a time when like you would be killed. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing that. Yeah. And that reminds me of your performance at Bushwick because you did feature um, those gorgeous individuals in your performance for Cozy. Yeah. That was incredible. Oh, thank you. By the way, <laughs> like to be a fan and have that moment, like everyone, I, like you probably don't know what was happening in the crowd because you were busy <laughs> putting on the show of the night, in my oh, opinion. thank you. Everyone in the crowd was like completely like starry-eyed, in awe, speechless, but also like, finger waving like their fucking <laughs> lives depended on it like they had a motor strapped to their back like it was everything and it meant a lot most importantly and that's why it was everything not only you know were you twirling and doing <laughs> things or whatever were you being fierce no like it was so moving already the visuals behind you and just the intro alone i was like oh dad's really about to do this is aren't they <laughs> yep they really are came on stage tore it down oh thank you tore it down thank you yeah that performance was like pretty life-changing for me I think it just kind of showed me that like I can combine like entertainment and like having like a purpose yeah like in college I went to school for dance and marketing so Mm -hmm. I like balanced jumping around between two schools yeah which is like very on brand for me um but in college I used to be like so raw with my art and like I didn't care about the audience and I'd be so like cause-based like like, this is about sex positivity this is about like civil rights and I felt like when I started doing drag and like so much of my performance was like very commercial very like I'm gonna dance and give you stunts I'm gonna make tips and then when when um Bushwick came up that opportunity I was like no like I want to do something that like matters to me and like matters to my community and like Mm -hmm. that I can bring in like people that aren't even performing in this show like it was just like it kind of like came into me in a dream and my roommate Mix Fink actually made the video so it was like I was like Mix Fink you're white so you can't actually be in the video but you made it and I will make sure everyone knows that you're still a part of this because it was such like a huge moment and Mm -hmm. like such a moment where I tried to bring so many of like my like close loved ones into it completely and I was like okay you're white but we'll figure out how to get you in we'll figure it out yeah you know keep them in the team but yeah. you know and like mix honestly mix Fink is like my like number one collaborator like I love everything I do everything I wear every song I do it's like I I like, can't breathe without Without Mix Fink, so mm. that's my diva. Mix Fink is fierce. We love Mix Fink. We do. I love her so Love. Much. She's coming up here soon. She better. Oh, she is. Trust. We've been talking all about it. <laughs> it's absolutely going to happen. But you talked about Bushwick and Mix. We talked about a little bit before we started recording dating and drag. And just dating in general, being a busy and booked diva you are. Yeah. <laughs> How does that go? You're doing all these things. You're doing AOC, gigs of your own, booking girls for gigs. How does dating work? It doesn't. It doesn't? (laughs) No. Yeah. I've, like, tried, Mm -hmm. definitely. I've, like, gone on dates. I just, I don't think I've figured out that part of my life yet, like, how to honestly manage that. Um, And I don't know if it's a priority right now. Because it's almost like every time I do try, I'll, like, go on a date with someone, which doesn't happen mm-hmm. that often. Um, but I'll, like, go on a date with someone, and then it could be, it'll be, like, fun. And then we, like, text, like, when are we going to see each other again? And I'm, like, 
girl, like I have five shows this week, so um, I don't know. Like it, it just mm-hmm. kind of fizzles out a lot, which like is sad, I guess. Sometimes I do feel lonely at times. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I haven't figured out the solution yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess like doing less, but I don't want to do that. Is it the being really busy in your career is what makes you feel lonely? I think. Hmm. Look at NC. I think I feel lonely sometimes because I work all day and then go do a gig until like 4 Mm a.m. And then I go home and I eat food by myself in bed and then I go to sleep. So there's like literally not a lot of, uh, I don't know, like I don't get that that experience and then like you know like the drag queens who like have the partner who like carries their bag and like goes to the gig yeah so it's like you know you look to your life you're like oh like i wish i had like my little like right boyfriend girlfriend partner who like loves me loves my art and like wants to be a part of it and it's just like with me all the time yeah but i don't (laughs) i'm a capricorn though so it's like i totally know how to function like that but no, it is, like, I think the more successful I've gotten, like, in drag, the more I've been, like, I wish I could, like, share this with someone. Like, yeah. I wish I, like, had. And <laughs> Mick Spink, like, has a boo thing. My roommate has a boo thing Aww. now. So it's, like, making me, like, dang, like, I can't even, like, go home and, like, talk to you at the end of the night. Yeah. No offense, Mick Spink. I'm totally happy for you. But he got a brother. Like, Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. I understand that. It's like, uh, and it's isolating. And I know what you mean. And do you feel like people, like if you say that to anyone, are they kind of like, wait, but how could you feel lonely or feel like that when you work around people and da da And it's like, it's very possible to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah. I feel like it's like something like, it's very, I mean, I guess it's relevant to other like industries, sure. but in drag, it's like very, I think, common and specific, like people drag queens get it yeah but if you're like trying to talk to someone else they're like what or they're like you're so pretty and you're like on stage half naked like everybody wants you and it's like no they don't yeah or they're too scared to talk to me like it's like it's just like a whole it's very like niche i feel like yeah and you don't want the conversation with people at the gig just to be transactional Mm mm-hmm you know, like yeah. those you have like, you know, maybe once a blue moon or whatever, like you have that really like valued moment with somebody mm-hmm. backstage. And those are the moments like for me that I remember from my days in drag. Like I remember and I'm just like, Ugh. like I remember that more than I do performing. I mean, I still love the performing. Oh obviously. I mean, hello. <laughs> trust. I was the girl on the scene. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> but, you know, it goes to say that like when you have somebody that kind of you mean you understand that. And understand too it's like okay i'm not alone in this thing yeah yeah and i mean honestly like <laughs> ew i'm like very much like the black sheep of my family not like my family like puts me out but like mm-hmm. they're not like artsy they're not like queer yep. they're not. so like in my life i've just very often been like the loner like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be in my room like listening to music watching america's next time like just like doing my own thing so it's like a weird it's honestly a weirder feeling for me now where i'm like like to want to not be alone Mm -hmm. that makes sense i'm like is that weird no that makes complete sense because i'm the same mindset as well like just because we've been used to that growing up now that we're in our adult lives we almost just want to be like I'll handle it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Let me take care of it. You know, especially look at how far you've gone in your career in only two years. Like, that's not really common. Hopefully you know that. Yeah. Hopefully you do. Hopefully you do. (laughs) But it just goes to say that, like, you're just very driven in what you do. But I have a feeling somebody will come around for you. I don't know. We'll see. With a cat. With a cat. Exactly. With the Sphinx to be exact. Maybe... All you need is just the Sphinx for now. That's how I feel, honestly. I'm like, also, I've been like <laughs> hurt a lot by some people you know. And Ooh, we'll talk about this <laughs> after we record. I want to know. <laughs> and and so, like, I don't know. It's just like hard yeah. to open up to people these days. And then, and doing drag, and like, you mm-hmm. like kind of have to put a wall up with like the general public sometimes. So it's just like, 
very difficult to and let's like throw in the trans word and like the fem femness mm-hmm. all these layers it's like it makes it very difficult um to find love yeah I need my dating show my Zeus network oh dating my gosh show. wait that would be everything dev dates I'll fight on the reunion dev does dev does Dude, dude. That would be uh, right. There we go. The spinoff series. Exactly. That would be really cute. You know, pitch it. <laughs> Hello. Have has someone like that you've ever talked to? Have you ever realized that like, oh, you're not really dating me for me. You're just dating me because I'm kind of that girl out here. I've had those suspicions. Okay. <laughs> there are like times like I've gone on dates with people and they just like ask way too many questions about like drag or like wigs and makeup and or drag race. And it's like, girl, I'd literally deal with this like 80 hours a week. Like, yeah. like drag is like n- three quarters of my life. Like, can we talk about White Lotus or something? Like, right. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where I find or like if i'm at a gig you'll find like certain people will like kind of follow you around or like they want like proximity to you so that like other people see that they know you in the 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 club Mm -hmm. atmosphere and i'm just like i'm not stupid like i know what you're doing so then later they could tell their friends just like yeah girl and i was kicking with them and it's just like or to get into the section or you know and it's just like girl you can buy yourself a, a tequila soda. Let's be real. I hope. I hope. Hopefully. People do the most to do that shit, though. I don't like the whole just, like, lingering around somebody. It's like, do you know they're busy? Like. I'm like, hey, I, like, have to glue my wig back down. I'd rather you not be. We got a like, second set coming in 15 <laughs> minutes. Did y'all not just hear Nikki I screaming? I just popped my tuck. Like, I got to get it back in. Can you go? Right. Like, there's a door. Please <laughs> stay on the opposite side of it you'd be surprised social skills are few and far between very rare yeah very rare and my thing is is like if i'm deciding if i should or shouldn't do something if i have that doubt it's probably a no common sense it's not that common wild (laughs) wild right but what's been your favorite night out so far in these past two years what's been your favorite night out in the Brooklyn scene? Like, has it been a party, a specific gig you booked? Honestly, well, I feel like there's different versions. Okay. Mm -hmm. My favorite, I'm truly, I know, like, if you look at my story and stuff, I look like such a party girl because I'm, like, shots. and That is not me. I mean, like, I enjoy it in the moment. Right. But I prefer, so, like, the times, do you know Cherry James? Absolutely. My sister. Love Cherry. So, like, there are nights where, like, I've, like, Either just, like, we've been, like, on FaceTime playing Smash with, like, a group of people, like, through FaceTime mm-hmm. on our Switches. Or, like, there have been times, like, thanks like I go to Cherry's house every Thanksgiving and she, like, cooks this oh. whole spread and has all these people over. I love that. Um, and honestly, those are, like, my favorite kind of experiences. Or, like, when it's chill, I don't have heel- heels on. I may be a little... In the clouds. Absolutely. And I'm eating a lot. Like, it's like when you're just, like, fellowshipping with people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I enjoy. I find, like, when you're at a club or in nightlife, you're just, like, screaming at each other and, like, taking shots or, like, yes. drinking. Which is fun, especially if you need that, like, outlet. But I do, I'm, like, at a club five nights a week. So, like, nowadays that isn't as fun. But my favorite nightlife moments mm-hmm. are... I do this show on Thursdays at Hush called Cunt. Mm-hmm. And there have just been a few different nights where we definitely, we we have like a Henny thing is possible night, which Love. is like when we're like, oh, we're going in and we're just drinking Hennessy all night. And I have almost, or maybe, fought a few bitches. And those are fun nights because my girls got my back and we'd be like, bitch, what's up? It turns into a whole bad girls, baddies moment. Bitches like backstage bitches or crowd bitches? It actually almost always happens as we're, we'll be like outside and like one of us will be smoking or Mm -hmm. something. And then these little people like to run their mouths to which I go, what was said? And then, you know, we just see what happens. But I think that's fun. I grew up with three brothers. 
I've been playing video games my whole yep. life. Like fighting and conflict, honestly, is like not that big of a deal to me. And so it's like if you want to try me, like you got the right bitch. Same. But I'm also so nice, which is what throws people off. But it's like, girl, don't get it twisted. I was on the wrestling team in high school. Really? Yeah. So like, I can be a bitch up with a smile on my face. And still stay pretty. Always. Always. See, that's my <laughs> thing. Like, if somebody says something about me, I'm just like, whatever. I don't care. But if, like, you do something weird to, like, my friends or whatever, say something to my friends and, like, we're out and there just might be a drink in me. Or <laughs> lately it's been when I'm high. Like, I don't know why. When I'm high, like, I want to fight. Or, like, the urge to fight is more than likely mm-hmm. is a scientific response for it. <laughs> and there's been a few moments where it's almost happened. But, yeah, security has had to pull me back. It's kind of glamorous, actually. No, I love it. That's a really actually. Glam. I will say the next day, I always feel bad because I'm not that girl. Yeah, but I am that girl. Like, mm-hmm. just don't try me or my friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We come here. We get paid to give you all a good experience. Right. Why are you being shady to us? So it's people in the crowd. Yeah, it's never That's been like so whack. It'll be like people in the crowd are like, it's never at. One time it was someone at the bar. But it's usually, like, outside. Like, we're, like, outside either waiting for our car or Uh outside, like, smoking or something. And someone from inside comes out or something. And they're feeling their oats. Because people also... Okay, PSA. To bond with a drag queen is not to shade them. Like, people think, like, I'm going to read you down. It's like, bitch, I don't know you. No, exactly. Who do you think you're talking to? Exactly. And I have six shots of Hennessy in my stomach. I will beat your ass. I was just about to say, okay, read me down all you are about to get beat the fuck up. Yeah. And if I don't beat your ass, I'm going to embarrass you. Like, I'm going to make you feel bad. And I don't like that. I'm a nice girl. Exactly. But you? But actually, I've been really working on it. Because that is, like, one of my things I'm working Uh, on. You really are an earth sign. I'm a Taurus, so I'm the same way. I'm very here all the time. But, like, in those rare occurrences, when I'm there... There's no No going back. No going back. And I hate it, too. I always enjoy it in the moment. (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of fun. See, I don't remember it in the moment. uh, I black out. See, I don't black out. Sometimes I might say I blacked out. But Mm -hmm. I didn't black out. I knew what the fuck I was doing. But the next day is usually when I'm like, you didn't have to say that about that girl. But it's like, what does she say about me? What does she say about my friends? But Exactly. Still. And see, for me, like, whether it's physically or verbally, like, if we're fighting, (laughs) oh, I'm not, like, doing Mm PG-13. No, ma'am. I'm letting you have it all the way. I'm getting canceled. I'm like, no cameras. (laughs) No. (laughs) Cut the cameras. No. Because I am about to go in. No, yeah. It's like that. Yeah, I don't want to do the made-for-TV version of me reading you down. No, I'm going to let you have it. And the beating. (laughs) like... Zeus Network, not oxygen. Good for that. We don't. Yeah, Krishan, that's my girl. Do you know Krishan? So no teeth. Mm-hmm. Bless them. <laughs> Bless them. I really hope they're doing well, and I hope they're looking out for themselves. I don't think they are. I was watching they a really video aren't. today. Yeah. I saw that video too. Blue faces. I yep. I saw that exact video too. I thought he was in prison. I don't know. That could have been old footage too. Uh. I was. Do you think he's cute? I think he's very attractive. Yeah. I also think he's a little gay. Am I allowed to say that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I do. Yeah. Did you watch, um, it was the bad boy, the baddies, whatever the men, Uh the audition. Bad boys, the audition. Yep. Every gay man, he was very, um, curious about their lifestyle. Yeah. What they're doing. And I said, I could teach you about my lifestyle, baby. It's 2022, baby. It's okay. But I can't fight Krishad, so I'm not to... Yeah, I'd rather not. And you know where she's from? She's a Maryland girl as well, right? She's in Baltimore. So I said, I can't fight you, bitch. Ugh. I can't. Our lovely little triangle of states and districts <laughs> are full of so many legends. You, myself, her, <laughs> Tamar's from Maryland as well. She's from Severn. Missy Elliott, that's Virginia. Missy Elliott's Virginia. Yep, Pharrell's Virginia as well. Chris Brown. We have a lot of them. 
great people from where we're from. Maybe we're next. Go. We're here. We are. We're here right now. In this moment. In this moment. But, yeah, I'm very happy you came. And you're going to come again. Like, there's yeah. going to be, like, DevDo sequels and every t- everything. I love it. To this I'm Whenever you show. need me, I'm down. Amazing. I'll call you. Beep you. You got my number. Reach you out. Yes, I do. Ah. Honor everything. So, till next time. Till next time my viewers could see you. Where can they find you? Because it's a lot of places. Not just social, but where can they find you in real life to get the... Devdo experience. Like my performance schedule? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. It's long. Get your it's not that long. Wednesdays, I am at Hush mm-hmm. for the show called Lush Hot. with LLC and Sabrina T. Thursdays, I'm at Cunt with Essence, Bojangles, and Stasi at Hush Bar. Such a good lineup. Fridays, I am at Boxer's Hell's Kitchen with Mariah and Lux Noir London. Love her. Icon. Saturdays, I am at H2Ho, back at Hush with Castrata, my sister, and Peaches Iman Cummings. And Sunday, you can find me at Pieces Bar for Caramel Kissed with the Lexington Banks. That's. That's the weekly schedule. But then I have like that wasn't a long schedule. But I usually have book to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe. And then if I have any one off shows, like this week I have a show tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um just follow me at Devdo D E V D O E E. Exactly. Well, everyone, thanks for watching. We'll see y'all next time. You'll definitely see plenty more of Miss Devdo in the future. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you, doll. Thank you. This is fun.